Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal Jamaa. موسیقی السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم It's a beautiful Tuesday morning on our program The Bliss of Marriage Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name and of course my beloved Haji Suleiman Esop is my engineer this morning from now till 12 each, inshallah. He's looking full of light, full of noor. That's beautiful, mashallah. Tuesday morning, he's in a good mood. I think somebody should just give him a call on 0878093892 and just ask him one question. Ask him, Haji Suleiman Esop, why are you so happy today? Why? Somebody, one of the listeners, if you guys love Merka Sahaba, give him a shout out quickly on 0878093892. We're just making dua for him now. And I'm telling you that, inshallah, you need to get settled, Haji Suleiman Esop. Uh, he's our Nat Kirat presenter every Saturday's night. Yes, my wonderful listeners. Yes, yes, yes. 30 days left, correct? For the blessed month of Ramadan, correct? And yes, my wonderful listeners. The 30th of Rajab, 1444. My wonderful listeners, if you are listening to me, just send me a message and say, Molana, hello, yellow, mellow. We are with you this beautiful, mashallah, Tuesday morning. Tonight, the first of Shaban. I see my beloved Ustad is looking, mashallah. <laughs> Durban and Merosberg is waiting for him. Ustad, it's a beautiful morning. Let's welcome the listeners of Sari SFM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and company. And let's welcome the listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jamaa. Ustad, welcome to the program. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته بارك الله فيكم وعرفات جزاك الله خيرا. There's a revered sister. I just saw a message now, Ustad. She wants to know Mufti Sab is engagements in Islam allowed. She's from Lens South, Ustad. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونسولي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد. All praise due to Almighty Allah. The sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Before we respond to the question, Alhamdulillah, today is the 30th of Rajab, and tonight will usher in the month of Shaban Mubarak, insha'Allah. <coughs> So tonight, so today till Maghrib time we can read Allahumma barik lana fi Rajab wa Shaban wa balighna Ramadan Oh beloved Allah grant us barakah during these months of during these months of Rajab and Shaban and spare us ya Allah for the holy sacred month of Ramadan the hadith in Mishka Sharif However tonight because it's a new month the month of Shaban then say Allahu Akbar Maaf Allahu Akbar Hilalu Khairin Warushdin Ya Allah Make this month a month of khair and goodness Warushdin and a month of righteousness So the hadith Hilalu Khairin Warushdin is in Abu Dawood And inshallah we should try and fast as much as possible During this month of Shaban 
That is the best ibadat and action to do. And if we have qadhafas, then we should try and keep the qadhafas first and then worry about the sunnah and nafilfas. Okay to you, sister, in Lanesia South. When a nikah is performed, I am performing your nikah, your sister's nikah, daughter's nikah, for example, obviously. So in a case like that, then we read a khutbah, that is a sermon. And when an engagement takes place, then you call it khitbah, K-H-I-T-B-A. And khutbah, K-H-U-T-B-A-H. So khitbah. So it means that both parties, both families, is a promise they're making to one another. Our son will get married to your daughter, or your son will get married to our daughter. And then you have maybe some exchange of gifts and mumbi too and whatever some sweet dishes and that's so up to there everything is fine so why do the ulama condemn it and rightly so they must condemn it because today the way the engagement goes is like the non-muslims they will be videoing they will be intermingling the boy and the girl are shaking hands maybe he's giving her a peck on the neck and so forth so all this obviously are haram activities and then in our society as well they think that the west is the best and white is right then after engagement they consider that as a license then now they can start smooching around moving around alone all this is from A to Z haram absolutely they are guilty and the parents both sides are guilty also remember that you the parents Quran Sharif states Surah 66 verse 6 Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu qu anfusakum wa ahalikum nara ay iman walo oh you believe save yourself and your children from the fire so instead of saving them from the fire you're pushing them towards the fire and encouraging them similarly that when an engagement takes place then you must get them married as soon as possible mm. after one month two months and so forth we know examples people after the engagement they're waiting six months nine months one year two years all that haram remember and then the whole day they're busy emails flying to the females and there are whatsapp messages and sms and all this so since when all that is permissible so all these type of activities are haram and unlawful in islam and once again i reiterate these people are guilty this khatib and khatiba the fiance and the fiance that is in arabic khatib khatiba and remember the parents on both sides also are guilty sister is asking for maf muftisa from lens out because she says that she's a river she's new into islam and her husband they made a big thing about this engagements and she wants to know to set a date for her daughter uh, which is the uh, specific uh, period of days we start you must remember that there's nothing to ask maf sister you don't know something that you must ask it's very good i'm happy when you ask if a person just embrace islam or if a person is a non-muslim we encourage that you must ask the question so you must remember i'm not so clear what are you asking for the nikah so for the nikah the best date you must have now is shawwal so we will have shaban tonight then Ramadan and then Shawwal. So that is after Eid, anytime you have the nikah and don't delay and so forth. And if you're still going to have engagement to make it a big bash and all that, all that is haram. And you must remember, you must cancel everything and tell your husband, this is all just wasting money and all for name and fame. And in Islam is not permissible. Mm. Somebody wants to know, Ustala, of course, uh, you will be going, inshallah, to Turban. They want to know, will you be having Q&A after your program tonight, to start in this day? Uh, ladies' program as well, Ustad. Let me give you the rundown of the programs, and then you will understand everything. So, inshallah, tonight we will be in Richards Bay. So, that's Tuesday night, tonight, right? And the program will start at around 5 to 7, 7 o'clock, till Isha time, 8 o'clock. And so between Maghrib and Isha. Then tomorrow, Wednesday night, inshallah, we will be in Impangeni and same thing, Maghrib to Isha. And it will be live on Radio Al-Ansar International.
National and on Sirius FM and inshallah on Barakat Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Jamaa, all these programs will be live inshallah Aziz. So that's Wednesday night. Thursday night in Clare Estate, Masjid Mahmood. What beautiful Masjid. When you're traveling on the highway, you can see it there with a beautiful green dome. So the Molana Badats are there. So mashallah, so that is on Thursday night. Then Friday, remember, will be Jumma at Avondale. And thereafter, in the evening, will be in Scottsboro, the south coast, between Ispingo Beach and Amzinto. Mozamir Khan is there, mashallah. So that are the programs. They will be live, as I told you, on the various radio stations, inshallah. Will there be Q&A? No, there won't be Q&A because it's Maghrib to Isha, then it's Isha, and after that is supper and so forth and so on. So there won't be Q&A after the program, but you ladies, you don't have to come anywhere. You sit quietly at home and you listen to the programs, inshallah, Aziz. I am a river to Islam, Honorable Mufti AK, and I want to know why do most Muslim men, they treat their wife so badly? They would kill her if she even was to speak to another man. Yet they openly flirt with other women and have affairs, Mufti Sab, but the wife must keep quiet and not say a word. A revered sister who started. Hundred percent, sister, you are right. What you must remember, in you can't say everybody, but 90%, 80% is like that. That all smacks of double standards. Number two is this is the weakness of Iman and weakness of taqwa and piety and Allah consciousness. Now let us see. Therefore, I always tell the non-Muslims, I tell the reverts and so forth, ask me about Islam. We will propagate Islam. We will defend Islam. We will not propagate what Muslims are doing and we will not defend what Muslims are doing. Because Muslims, you get all different types. People do haram, people do halal. Majority do things that are upside down and not permissible. They trample upon the Sharia. They practice on Islam selectively and they suffer from you must remember that selective amnesia what they like they practice on what they feel is not important or they don't like they just leave it out so let's go to Quran Sharif and see what the Quran states Surah chapter 4 Surah Nisa the women and verse 19 all my Allah commands every husband you must treat your wife with justice, with you know, respect and love and so forth. This is not something mustahab or desirable or so. No, it's a commandment, an injunction from Almighty Allah and is mandatory, compulsory upon every Muslim husband. So therefore, that, that is the barometer in Islam. Number two, go to the Sunnah Mubarakah. Who will report a hadith like this? Obviously, Siddiqa Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, she states, Khayrukum, khayrukum The best of you are the best of you to your wives and your children. Wa ana khayrukum li And I am the best to my wife and my children and so forth. So therefore, the hadith authentic in Tirmidhi Sharif. Therefore, we, the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, the mainstream Muslims throughout the world, remember we say, I heard this several times from Hazaji, Hazrat Mawlana Masyullah Khan Sabdawarallahu in Jalalabad and other places. He used to say that if your wife and your children say you are good and the world say you are not good, then remember by Almighty Allah Jalla and Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam you're a good person. Your wife and children say you're a bad person and the world say you're a good person. Allah Jalla and Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will say you're a bad person. They will become the barometer on the day of justice. So definitely we need to wake up and be very, very fair and just to our wives. And that's true what you said, sister or brother, that when the Muslim husband sees his wife talking to a strange man or flirting, they want to kill her, assault her and so forth. But for themselves, then they will try and justify <coughs> it. They will say they're talking business. You see, they're talking business. Which type of business that Allah knows we don't know? When they go out weekends, they go Friday, Saturday, come back Sunday and all that. 
They say they're going to play golf. But which type of golf is another story also. So therefore, we have to try and change within ourselves. All these halat, conditions coming upon us, upon the Muslim ummah. So how? It doesn't happen on its own. وَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِنْ مُصِيبَتِينَ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ When calamities befall you, it's because of your own deeds and your own actions. So therefore, وَيَعْفُوا and كَثِيرٌ And all Almighty Allah forgive so many times and overlook so many times. But yet we go on with our vices, not only carry on with it, we justify it also. So it's one crime upon another crime, Allah forbid, and that is inviting the punishment of all, Allah. Allah alone make hifazat and protect us, whether we in hadar or suffer, whether we at home or whether we traveling. I see uh, all the rivet sisters are pouring their heart out uh, today with that for the bliss of marriage. I'm also another rivet sister. I don't know much about Islam, Honorable Mufti AK. But my husband, when he goes out to travel as a musafir, he leaves his two brothers to stay by me. Mufti Sab, and he says, there's nothing wrong. And he says, I'm a shut up because I don't know Deen. Ustad, a rivet sister. What he's doing is absolutely haram. <laughs> Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam said, Alham al-maut, how a person has the natural fear for death, like that you may fear the husband's brother, because the husband, brother, and you, that you are total strangers. For him to put one brother there or two brothers there, and he goes away, Allah alone knows where, absolutely haram it is and not permissible and the hadith is authentic in Mishka Sharif you must take my name and tell him he mustn't try and fool you and then try and justify his haram I just told you now the Muslim of today will perpetrate commit haram one crime then they will try and justify it also the second crime mm. that is why all my Allah this is for the non-Muslims you see tonight is first of Shaban tonight that is Tuesday night and tomorrow Wednesday is first of Shaban so in the days of Jahiliyyah the pre-Islamic days they were the pagans, the idol worshippers, the people who used to worship those idols day in Makkah, surroundings everywhere. So now they had the months. So they say this month we don't like, meaning that we just change it. So Shaban is when you start, they say, no, we make it Shawwal, for example, or we make it the mule oval. So Quran Sharif says, Surah 9, verse 37, Chapter 9, verse 37, إِنَّمَنْ نَسِيءُ زِيَادَةٌ فِي الْكُفْرِ So you must remember this playing with the months is another addition to kufr. So one is the kufr and the disbelief, blasphemy, that rejecting the oneness of Allah, worshipping the idols, and then to intercalate, meaning per, you call it intercalation, the postponement and increase, decrease of the months, so that is an addition in kufr. So in blasphemy. So similarly, our people today, the Muslim, we don't say the non-Muslim, but remember you perpetrate the crime. You put your two brothers there. Mm. Then you go and justify it. So that is yadatun fil ismi. So that is now adding one crime to another crime. Mm. And that's very, very serious, you must remember. So when he comes back, if he's gone now, you must tell him, I found out and it's absolutely haram to do that. Allahu Akbar, subhanallah, subhanallah. I think Mufti Sab must have a program for the rivet sisters, because we we new to Islam. I am from Lanesia. They're taking advantage of us. Ustad, and I see the sister, she's crying. Ustad. Yes, you must remember that Islam is a wonderful and the best religion, but sometimes we, the Muslim, men and women sometimes, we are the one who send the wrong signals and do the opposite of what Islam is teaching and so forth. Then the crime after that is we try and justify it and so forth. You ask these Mulvis and all of them, you close the masjid and the mosque. They will justify it. You must remember that. You ask these Mulvis and them that you gave people and you went and promoted vaccine. They will say, yes, it's right. You ask them, you joined the lesbians and went to court, like how they went to court for the mosque. They will justify it. 
All this is ziyadatun fil kufri or ziyadatun fil ismi. You must remember that sometimes it can be kufr and it be addition, and sometimes it can be ziyadatun fil ismi, one crime upon another, upon another, upon another. So we must be very, very careful about that. So studying the case of a miscarriage, how should a woman counter bleeding Ustad? Very good question. So now you, my sister, you were in, you were pregnant, you were expecting. Then after four, five, six months, Allah, Allah knows, then you had a miscarriage. So obviously in a case like that, the lumps were formed and everything. And now you must remember after they cleaned you up and so forth, this bleeding, so the bleeding from the private. So in a case like that, that is considered as nifas. Nifas, the maximum period is 40 days, according to Hanafis and the Hanbali scholars. And according to the Shafi'is and the Malikis, is 60 days, the maximum period, okay? But now you had a, uh, you know what you will say, that uh, miscarriage, and it was in the initial stages, after three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. So the, the criteria you will use is the formation of the lumps. Let's say the lumps were not formed and you had a muscarriage, then you won't consider that to be nifas. You will consider that to be menses if the bleeding continues from the private part three, three days and more, then it is nifas. And if the discharge and the bleeding goes on for one day, two days, and then it stops, absolutely. So you must remember that that will be istihada, but you must take a gusal also for you to be to be 100% sure hmm. so you must know that what are the different laws so sometime it will be nifas and your postnatal sometime it will be your menses and so forth but in all cases take a bath just to be on the safe side hmm. subhanallah subhanallah somebody says here can we read any qadha namaz after fajr and asr namaz or must it be only fajr ustad Remember that before Fajr, after Fajr, before Asr, after Fajr, after Asr, you want to read Qadha Salat. Before Fajr, after Fajr, before Asr, after Asr, all permissible. As long as we are speaking of Qadha Salat, Nafil Salat, after Fajr Salat and after Asr Salat, you read your Asr Salat, your Fajr Salat. Now before sunrise or before sunset, you want to read Nafil Salat. So that that is not permissible, but Qadha Salat totally permissible. I see a listener says a sister wants to know what to do in the case whereby her husband neglects her and is very unloving and cold towards her. At the same time, Muftisab, she has met someone who showers her with affection and treats her kindly. In this case, would you advise her to leave for the letter as she is torn between the two? Ustad? Remember that second person, you must sever all ties with him. He just going to use you and he will drop mm. you. You must remember that. They all, you must remember, shrewd guys, you know, <laughs> and they're like chameleons. You must remember that. So he's sweet poison. Remember that. And both of you are guilty of haram, that you're going nearer and nearer to adultery, fornication. That do not go near fornication. Fornication when you're not married. And adultery when you are married. So, It's something obscene and decent. And a very bad path to walk on and follow. So you must sever all ties with number two, the boyfriend or whatever you want to call him. You must try and go and enhance your marriage and your relationship with your husband to have a heart-to-heart talk with him. I'm your, you must say you are his wife and you must remember between husband and wife there must be sparkle, mm. there must be love, there must be all that. Look at Siratun Nabawiyah, how Habibuna would make salam to his wives, how Nabi would smile with them, how Mustafa would call them the honorable wives with affectionate names, how the Master would share the same utensils with them. 
all this you will find in the authentic hadith when I mentioned the 10 points and all that and 10 recipes for a newly wedded couple I give you all the references so you must start the ta'aleem hamara kaam gar ko jorna hai nake torna hai we have to make the house not to break the house so that guy there is sweet poison you must block him and sever all ties and then you my sister tonight is a big night in this sense is beginning of Shaban and it is you must remember the night of Wednesday and Wednesday it was accepted also Allah Jalla Wala created Noor on a Wednesday open Muslim Sharif so therefore the ulama when they to start, to start teaching the academic calendar they to start on Wednesday that Allama Marghinani Rahimullah buried in Uzbekistan the author of Hidayah when he used to teach he used to start teaching on a Wednesday we saw ourselves Hazrat Mufti Muhammad Shafi Sahib Rahimullah the Grand Mufti of Pakistan in his Madrasa Darlum Karachi remember the academic year would start on a Wednesday you go across the border Jalalabad Hazrat Ji Hazrat Muhammad Khan Sahib Miftahul Ulum they also they would start on a Wednesday so you my sister that tonight you and your husband start Talim make dua together Rabbana ablana min azwajina wa zurriyatina qurrata a'yun oh beloved Allah that grant us our spouses and grant us our progeny and children that are the coolness of the eyes and remember daily read the 99 beautiful names of all Allah Allah commands us chapter 7 verse 180 walillahi al-asma'ul husna Almighty Allah has wonderful, beautiful names. Invoke and call Almighty Allah by those names. Look inside and read. Man ahsaha dakhal al-jannah. Hadith in Tirmidhi. Read Ya Wadudu, Ya Wadudu, Ya Wadud. Give out charity. Then Allah will change the negativity and mm. make it positive. And marriage, my brother and sister, is not only the bodies must meet, the hearts have to meet. When the hearts meet, then there's unity of thought. Then both of you are going in the same direction. Then the turbulence you have in the plane, oh, you must remember you have the big, big waves in the ship, in the boat. Nothing will prevent you. Allah's help is with you. You will go across with safety. You will land with safety because Allah Ta'ala's that's very good Urdu. That is Allah Ta'ala's help and assistance, divine assistance is included. So that is what we should try and do and aspire for. Mm. Subhanallah, subhanallah. I see a listener says, a family had come to see my daughter this weekend. Alhamdulillah, but the rest of the family came to know and fought with the daddy. Why she didn't tell? It was not a proposal. Ustad. So remember what the family is doing is totally un-Islamic, unethical. So you don't have to tell the family and all that. That now every time you're going to see a girl, see a daughter, see a sister and so forth and so on. Yes, after it's fixed up and both parties agree, then you can tell them, Alhamdulillah, our son is fixed up, our daughter is fixed up, make dua, and the nikah will take place on this date and that date. A'alinun nikah. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Hadith in Tirmidhi, announce the nikah. But just to go and see that that is not anything you have to tell the family or anything. So they are being upset, is unjustified and unacceptable and unethical in Islam. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Uh, 0847863132, uh, international overseas listeners, plus 27847863132. So, Ustad, if after one talaq has been given and if the period is finished without a revoking, and if the parties involved want to reconcile with the new nikah, does that mean that there are still three talaqs left or two Ustad? Remember that, let's take this, and in a chronological order, let's look at the sequence. 
ABC is husband, XYZ is the wife, they got married. The marriage then sour for some reason or the other. The husband uttered one talaq, one divorce, or he wrote it out, remember. So the talaq is valid, but it's one divorce. Then during the Iddat period, the three menses and so forth, he did not take her back. So now that the marriage is totally finished. Now absence make the heart grow fonder. Zur ghibban tazdadu hubba. In Arabic is a proverb. Zur ghibba tazdadu hubba. Absence make the heart grow fonder. So both of them are missing one another. Or there might be a child, children involved. So they're wondering now what a mess we made. So now they want to reconcile. And okay, they got that right. That they say a new nikah must be performed. So that's correct also. But the question now arises, how many talaks do they have for the future? So you only have two talaq, not three. You already use one, by So there's three talaks, three bullets you got in that revolver, in that gun, and so forth. You use one already, so how many left? Only two. So you must remember, get married, and we'll encourage that, and learn from the mistakes of the past, and look to the future. And both of you read, Ya Wadu, Du, Rabbana, Another advice I will give you. This couple who were divorced, then you're going to make tajdidun nikah, perform a new nikah, then you will live together. Look at the present and look at the future. Don't go back to the past. You did this, then she will say she did this, and this, and me, me, too, too, me, me, too, too. Then instead of progressing, you'll be retrogressing. Instead of going forward, you'll be going reverse. So remember, look at the present and the future. Both of you are grown up. You'll know what is marital life, and you'll know what you're going into, and you've been there before. So the asaidu manu the intelligent person is he who learns lessons from others <laughs> so you should be learning lesson you must remember. don't go recommit and repeat the mistakes of the past and don't harp on the past you understood that is not going to destroy your marriage again if that is what you're going to do Allah Ta'ala protect us and protect you and all of us one more question we start listening to this one here uh, Mufti Sab I was married I'm a widow husband passed away I'm 42 years old. Since my husband passed away, I'm single for five years. So now my beloved Sheikh proposed to me, and I have accepted it. Now my family totally disagrees. He's very pious. Wallahi, Mufti Sahab. Mufti, he doesn't even look at women. Ustad, are you how, right? how he looked at you? So you must <laughs> You say he don't look at woman, but how he checked you out? Oh, you know? Must be a very powerful sheikh, you understand? Maybe you came in his dream and you're flying and so forth. <laughs> so you must remember this type of things there. So sister, you must remember, number one, mm-hmm. you were married and uh, 90%, I'm assuming, presuming, you got your own children, so that's one issue. Indeed. Then second issue will be you got your parents, your father, mother, or your brothers, sisters, whatever, and they dead against all these things. Yeah, so my advice to you, just forget it. Mm-hmm. Forget all this business of getting married to the sheikh and this and all these things. Yeah, so these people, you must remember how many shares got married to their muridas and to their disciples and end of the day it turned out to be disaster you must remember that because you must remember they're trying to use you when you are you know gullible and when you feel so and then you're going to cause a big big split among your family you your children there'll be a war you your parents your siblings there'll be war bad choice my brother Mm. my sister you ask me the question I give you sincere advice my advice to you call it off you understand and don't come with that story he's a very pious sheikh he don't look at woman simple question I saw you so you will say maybe in a dream and all mm. this stuff you see so you see ladies majority I don't say all but majority of you all you are very gullible you know mm. and you'll get very very easily 
carried away, you understood. So therefore, that maybe he'll tell you, you know, my sister, when they come with it, my brother and my sister, that's it, the Shias, they speak like this, my brother, my sister, so all that, we must be united and all. So the Sheikh also will tell you, no, me, I don't look at women, but what must I do? One day I was sleeping, and then you came in my dream. So it means I must marry you, you see. They got a lot of stories and tricks, you must remember this. My advice, forget him, bad news, sister. She said that the istikhara came out positive, the Sheikh read the istikhara, and the istikhara dream was we were sitting together, and he was giving me Kajur start. Ah, <laughs> today is give you Kajur, tomorrow give you vaccine. <laughs> so you must remember this type of things. Yeah. Just forget him. He made the istikhara. What you think he's going to do? He's going to say he's negative. I mean, start thinking properly, sister. Don't be gullible, please. 21 minutes to 12 o'clock. The voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Well, it's uh, 19 uh, minutes uh, to 12 uh, on this beautiful, mashallah, uh, Tuesday morning on uh, our program, The Bliss of Marriage. Somebody says, Honorable Mufti Aiki, is it jais to donate blood as a Muslim? Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. As a Muslim, to donate blood is permissible. However, for a Muslim... To sell the blood or to buy the blood, that is not permissible. Especially selling will not be permissible because you must be donating it as an act of charity and so forth. Sometimes, you know, people meet up in an accident and people have to then get blood transfusion and all. And it's a matter of life and death, so you have to buy the blood. That's a separate case. But in cases like this where you're donating the blood, so that is very good. But to sell the blood is haram and not permissible for a Muslim. So I attended a majlis program, Mufti Sab. The Molala says, must go home and smile at the wife. I did exactly that. And the wife looks at me and asks me, what's wrong? And what I did wrong? Are we expected to smile every time we go home? Ustad. You see, you must ask the question properly. Now this, what you did, is you ask half the question. So you and your wife, your habit is, you don't normally smile with your wife. Now you went to the majlis of your sheikh, ABC, whoever has does this and all that, damat barakatuhum. Then he told you all how you must treat your wife. He told you you must make salam when you see her. He told you you must smile with her, all that. So you made salam and you smile. So now your wife is looking at you. That is because you were not smiling with her before. Mm. So you must say that, Oh, Poppy, oh, darling, oh, sweetheart, today I learned one sunnah. And the sunnah is we must smile with our wives. We must make salam to our wives. We must give gift to our wives. We must share the same utensil with our wives. We must give affectionate names to them. So you should be educating her. And then she will then reciprocate and she will also smile with you. So that is how you should ask the question. The way you pose in the question is the wife is guilty. The wife is not guilty. You guilty. Why are you not smiling with her? You must remember every day you must smile with her. Then for kullu ma'roof in sadaqa. Every good deed you come and do, then that is charity. So you must remember. So this also will become an act of charity and inshallah you must remember that, that Allah Ta'ala will make easy for all both parties inshallah I've got a brother Jafar he says can I give a cow to my wife as Meher her name is Zulekha Bibi Ustad so you must remember Meher is not what you decide she the lady the lady you're going to get married to she must decide and she must be happy with it if you say you want to give a cow Will she be happy with that cow? Or will she be happy with the value of the cow? The cow, cow costs 10,000, 20, 30, 50,000, depending on the type of cow and what have you. So you must ask her, 
And if it's my daughter or my sister, my family member, I'll say, no, what are we going to do with the cow? So every day you'll have to milk it and so forth. So rather give the cash instead of the cow. So Jafar, my brother, is not what you decide, it's what your wife-to-be and her family will encourage her, then make mashura what they must say. But if you're asking me, then remember that it is permissible, provided both parties agree on it, but my advice to you will be rather give cash than give a cow, then the cleaning and a lot of stories after that. And in that way, you say, honey, take this money and that will be the mahar, inshallah. Mm. Inshallah. Uh, Mufti said, my husband steals everything from me. He refuses to divorce me. Can I go for annulment to start? Anonymous. But why is he stealing from you? You see, when you ask this kind of questions, mm. now I have to put on my thinking cap. That now you have a situation, there's a husband, wife, they married five years, they got one or two children or something. We're just giving example. Now you got money or you got jewelry or you got that, and now the husband steals. So either the husband will steal because of three reasons. Either he's addicted to drugs and so forth, Allah forbid. Either he's addicted to gambling and alcohol and all this type of thing. Or third one, he's stealing from you because on the side he got his own one. You understand? He got his extra spare wheel, you understood? Girlfriend and so forth. So normally this will be the reasons. We don't say these are the only reasons. So obviously what he's doing is absolutely haram. If he doesn't want to listen, doesn't want to reform and so forth, and then on top of that he threatens you that if you are going to speak and so forth, then he will assault you. If he assaults you, leave the ulama and the jamiyats and then go straight to the police and, uh, and lay a charge of assault against him. And remember, if he's not assaulting you, but he's stealing your money, your jewelry, all that, and doesn't want to stop, go to the ulama, the jamiyats, whoever, and go and apply for annulment of marriage. But you must have all your facts properly, remember that. You can't be complaining of petty issues. It must be complaining of major, major issues. If this, what you are saying, is the truth, then remember you have a valid ground, because how can he be doing this and then mm. every week, every month stealing something? Obviously, it's unjustified. I feel embarrassed, dear Mufti Sab, to tell the truth. But what you just said is the truth. He's a drug addict and he's alcoholic. Ustad. Yes, in a case, mm-hmm. you must write all these things down and you must give some evidence and proof and then you go to the local ulama, the imams or the jamiyat and you tell them that you want the fasakh. What do you call it? Fasakh. F-A-S-K-H and you want annulment of this marriage you can't be staying with this man here instead of being an asset to the society instead of him being an asset to the society he has become a menace to society and therefore you must remember that that cannot continue like that and end of the day Islam did not say that the wife must stay with such zalim husbands and so forth and such tenpot dictators Allah Jalla protect us all. Hmm. I see there's a listener says, uh, can I have Merkaz Sahaba's address? I want to come and see Mufti AK. My husband is not on our Aqidah. He says I can go to Mufti AK because Mufti AK break marriages. Can I have Merkaz Sahaba working address? Who's not? Anonymous sister. Remember, we don't allow anybody here. We don't have the time for all this. You go to the Jamiats and all of them, and they have all these social workers. They have all this arbitration and all these things there. So you go to them. If you're in Durban, Jamiat Natal is there. If you're in Johannesburg, there are many organizations. So you go to them and so forth. There's no need to come to me. Remember, you hearing my program, every time we say, Hamara kam Our aim is to make the home and not to break the home. But you see, when your husband is guilty, instead of him accepting the blame, so then what he will do, he will then divert the blame to me, to somebody else and somebody. That is exactly what Quran says. Balil insanu ala nafsihi basira. 
Deep down this human being knows that he's guilty, but outwardly, that they will give their excuses and so forth and so on. So therefore, we need to be extremely circumspect and careful in this regard. Mm. So what do you tell the sister about the Akira, the husband's Akira? So? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She must they go there to the local ulama, and then the husband can go there to those ulama or jamiats, or mm. they can go and visit him. And that. But don't we don't do all these things, and we don't allow anybody to come here, no male, no female. I want my ex-wife back, Muftisab, but I'm currently married. Are there any exceptions, Ustad? So what do you mean you want your ex-wife back? You gave her how many talaks? The way I look at it, must be you gave her three talaks or something, and then you said, okay, she's gone her way, let me go my way, and then you found another wife, so now you married her. Now she is not like your old wife, you see, because human beings, when they get married, then they start drawing comparisons, you understood? That my old wife was gold, she did this, she did this, but this new one is not like that. Now you say that I want to go back to the old wife, old is gold. No, no, you can't go back to her. Because you gave her three talaks, so you must remember that. So she's history, you must carry on with the geography, brothers. So brother, sit quietly with this new wife, and when you think of that old wife, then just say, A'udhu billahi min shaitan rajeem, because shaitan was troubling you, Lucifer, Satan, and you gave three talaks, and so forth. Now he's coming back to you. Mm-hmm. He's playing mind games with you. Wazayyana lahumu shaitanu a'malahum. The Satan, Lucifer, he embellishes, he adorns, he beautifies the vices now. So now you want to give this one talak and then go back to the mm. old one. What you think? You're playing some draft and uh, ludu and monopoly or what? Mm. These are people's lives are involved. These emotions involved. Therefore, Quran Sharif says, You took a solemn pledge from her and so forth. So you must remember, you go buy a car, you buy a computer, cell phone. Same day you sell it, same day you trade it in, all parties are happy, it's fine. But in marriage, nay, look at all the extra laws. Mm. No nikah can take place except what is wali. The girl's father, the girl's brother, the girl's dada, paternal grandfather must give permission. Then when the nikah is being solemnized and performed, there must be two male witnesses. Then there must be mahar and all these things here. So that to show you that the importance and significance of nikah and marriage. Thereafter, then you gave talaq. Then Islam did not allow that lady just the next day, next week, who get married somebody else. Nay, she will take a decision that will be harmful for her. Mm. A knee-jerk reaction. <clears throat> Remember that. So it that is imposed for the preservation of the nikah and to show nikah is something sacrosanct and something very sacred in Islam. Now by you, brother, first wife, you gave three talaq. Now this one here, you tired her, you want to give talaq. Then you want to go back to that one which is haram. So you must remember. Let's say you go back to her, you'll be living in sin. Allah Ta'ala's curses in your, on you every time. So, brother, you can lose your iman when you start playing with the sharia and so forth. In the context of nikah and talaq, go read Quran. وَلَا تَتَّخِذُوا آيَاتِ اللَّهِ huzua. Do not take these verses of Allah to be a mockery and belittle it and a joke and a jest. These are all serious business, my brother. So just forget all that what you're thinking and look after this current wife of yours. I see the brother is crying. He says, gee, Muftisab, I am currently married, but she's nothing like my ex-wife. I really must have Muftisab. What do I do now? Yeah, finish. You must remember you gave talaq, you pulled the three bullets, now you're asking me what we must do. So make toba and so forth. For what crimes you committed, make toba. And to <coughs> enhance your marriage now with this new one, read Rabbana Hablana Min Azwajina Wazurriyatina Qurata Ayun Yawadud Yawadud. I think you, my brother, now, you know tonight is first Shaban and tomorrow is first Shaban. So now he's thinking, hey, 
hey man that old one she used to make nice samosas mm. nice bajjas ramadan is coming nice savouries bichari this new one can't even make one triangle samosa she make all square samosas samosas she can't even make one round roti she make you must remember all her pentagon rotis and all that all upside down so when you come nearer and nearer to ramadan you're thinking of the old one spices you see, <laughs> you see brother so that you see we men we don't think yes uh, see that is a big problem when you are angry or let walk out of the house finish go read to the cut salad there was one big maulana i won't take his name he mm. passed away 50 years ago 70 years ago mm-hmm. So one of his students saw Hazrat left his house and was like running to the masjid. Mm. So they asked Hazrat, Sab khairiyat, everything is all right. He said, no, it's not all right. Me and my wife got argument. I said, before something goes wrong, let me go there to the masjid and beg Allah. Oh, Only no. Allah can help oh, us. You see? <laughs> so that is, Sayyidina Ali did that. Now who can reach Sayyidina Ali's rank today? He and Sayyidah Fatima argument, misunderstanding. So he left the house, he went to the masjid. Habibuna sallallahu came, Aina Ali, where's Aina Ali? See how intelligent Sayyidah Fatima, radiallahu anha, is my daughter, my sister, your daughter. They will say, oh, Papa, oh, Abi, this happened, this happened, this happened, and make history, geography, and add so much masala and spice. She just said, Baini wa Baino Shay, something misunderstanding, <laughs> he's gone to Masjid. He, Habib, open Sahih Muslim, you will find it there, under the Manaki virtues of Sayyidina Ali. So you must remember Sayyidina Ali was there in the Masjid resting, and Mustafa Sallallahu went with his own Yadihi as Sharifa, his Mubarak and Masaha, that he removed the dust and so forth from the jasad and body. Body Mubarak of Sayyidina Ali and from the clothing and said, Kum ya Abba Turab, Kum ya Abba Turab, stand up, O father of the saint. How elated, delighted Sayyidina Ali felt. A potentially explosive situation and how Mustafa Sallallahu turned the negative into a positive. If it's me and you, father-in-law, we will go there, start screaming, shouting, mm-hmm. we will pull up our sleeves, come, let me panel beat you a little bit. See, we, we cause the harm, you must remember <laughs> these type of things. See, Sayyidina, Sayyidina Fatima's intelligence, see Sayyidina Ali Radiallahu's intelligence and then a master, Alayhi Salam, how he brought them back and so forth and so on so that is the lesson we must learn <laughs> that not now we go and blow our gasket pull the trigger and then we say these molanas and these jamiyats they broke our nikah how they can break your nikah when you issued the talaq <laughs> so that is what we must learn Three minutes uh, to 12 beautiful words there, Ustad. I love that advice. And I hope all our ma- uh, wives and husbands are listening. Ustad, I, I, I've got a mayat announcement. So let me, let me just hand it over to you, Ustad, from Haji Suleiman Esop. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. Funeral of Marhum Muhammad Yahya Yaqub, son of Marhum Hazrat Munshi Sahib of Inanda. Munshi Sahib of Inanda was the great Waliullah. He was Hazrat Ji, Hazrat Muhammad Sayyullah Khan Sahib's Khalifa. I met him also. So this is his son. That is Muhammad Yahya Yaqub. He's the father of Hafiz. His son is Hafiz and this Simon on that So anyway, that Munshi Sahib of Inanda, his son passed away and his son's name is Muhammad Yahya Yaqub. And Janaza will take place at the Harding Masjid this afternoon, 3 p.m. So Allah Jalla Grand Brother Muhammad Yahya Yaqub, the son of Hazrat Munshi Sahib of Inanda, Jannatul Firdaus, Allah Ta'ala Grand, the Biri family, Sabri Jamil. We make dua and Janaza is 3 o'clock in Harding. Harding, you know, they in the south coast, other side, Port Shepston. Allah Jalla Grand, the Marhum, Jannatul Firdaus, Allah Makfillahu, Warhamu, Wasakinu, Fil Jannah, Allah. And remember, we should read as much as possible Quran Sharif for all the deceased. And the best dua to read, Surah 14, verse 41. رَبَّنَا اغْفِلْ لِي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ Oh, beloved Allah, forgive
forgive me, forgive my beloved parents and the believers the day the reckoning is established. So read the dua, Allah grant the brother, I think Muhammad Yaqub is name. So remember that, O Yahya, Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaus. Ameen. And the family, Sabri Jamil. So inshallah, Allah ta'ala accept us all. Barakallahu fiqh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And four to six, as safina to ilal jannah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah.